0: <laughs> uh, so, uh, where
1: did you ride down from today?
2: Uh, I just live at uh, Wyoming, so it's not that far.
1: Oh, you're actually quite yeah, c- close, Central Coast. Oh yeah, yeah. you're you're sen- central to both. Central of us, Coast really. represent. I actually, thought, <laughs> I actually thought you were a lot further. I thought you were past up. Yeah, I kind of thought you were north too, but um, Take a I used to be the area manager for Video Easy Wyoming.
0: Yeah, really? Okay,
1: yeah, there you go. The, um,
2: no, I mean, like I, I've oh, always geez. been Central Coast. Uh, it was only when I was a really young that I was in Hornsby, but that was like until I was like three and a half. So, yeah. So you were
0: a Sydney boy. I saw that somewhere that you, you know, were brought up. in. Uh, S- I, Sydney, I generically I put Sydney just because it's easy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Privacy yeah. reasons. It's
2: kind of just that little bit a <laughs> far enough away and <laughs> yeah. a decent filter. And I,
0: and I guess if anyone around the world's reading Hornsby. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. Gosford. Uh, Gosford <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, people these days still don't know where Gosford is uh, in Sydney anyway. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: Wyoming as in uh, Brokeback Mountain?
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly right. Yeah. I get that? <laughs> Funnily enough, actually, I just did a trip recently to Montana right next to Wyoming. I'd love to be And wow.
1: You've been to Wyoming? If it wasn't for
2: uh, Trump. No. I'd move there in a heartbeat. <laughs> but
0: the reason why you probably think I live in Wyoming is because I'd love to live in Wyoming. Yeah, because yeah. it's like yeah, horse country. Yeah. And uh, he talks yeah. about yeah.
1: it so much that I actually think he's actually been there. But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. One of the greatest things I'd ever love to do is you know city slickers. Yep. You see, yeah, <laughs> yep. is basically that. I just want to go and pretend that I'm a horseman, mm, yeah. <laughs> cowboy. I always uh, want to
2: do the whole into the wild thing, and then I think about oh, it and yeah. go. Mm, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. There are so but,
1: many skills you need to have. Right? Yeah. It's, it's I got the hard.
2: skills it's more just like, uh I don't know, comfort zone. <laughs> Did you
1: see the uh, Reese Witherspoon Wild? I think it was no. called Wild. Yeah, that I was oh, really good. Yeah. That is good, yeah. yeah. yeah really I great.
0: think I saw that in the period of when um, I didn't want to. You go were and on her see. page? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home Again's brought me back. <laughs> but uh <laughs> you know, her oh. with a backpack on yeah, on the on the cover? No, no. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's good doesn't it's scream
0: It, it is actually good. It's a true story, I think. I'll
2: take your word for it. <laughs> anyway, we're <laughs> off topic already.
0: Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what were you doing in Wyoming? Just traveling? Uh, Montana.
2: Uh, Montana, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah, just traveling. Yeah. So, uh... Uh, we hiked through. I basically, I've done so many national parks in America and I just wanted to pick something that I hadn't done before. Yeah. And so we went top 10 best national parks in the United States and I'd done eight. So the only two left was Glacier National Park, which is in Montana, and Yellowstone. Yeah. But Yellowstone was closed at the time of year that I was going. Cause I was actually going over there for a wedding.
0: Too many bad deaths. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. there was snow and <laughs> stuff,
2: so I was just like, "All right, well, Glacier, it is." And it just turned out to be my absolute favorite. It's wow. Just pristine wilderness. Yeah. Where's
1: that passion come from? Where's that come from?
2: Um, I probably from my from my father. Okay. Um, so dad and I used to bushwalk, and we did bush regeneration for quite a few years for the Gossett city council. Yeah, yeah. Um, Restoring, you know, native native fauna and wildlife back to where it was, and and so I've always been, I guess, a lover of nature and getting out in the outdoors and exploring. Places that there's no people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well,
0: especially where you, where you grew up, like even Hornsby, you know, is quite at a time, it's quite rural. There's yeah. lots of walks not far from there.
2: Yeah, yeah, Karingai Chase National Park. Beautiful, which is yeah. Beautiful part of the world. And I think that's the one thing I love about where I live on the Central Coast is that it's one of those areas that are so beautiful geographically, yeah. even though there's, you know, the odd problem in the social world of things. Um, but the Central Coast is such a beautiful area and yeah. um, you know we're spoilt for choice, especially when I have visited these other places around the world and you look at the Central Coast um, and the beauty that it has to offer and it's it's got some really unique features and really accessible yeah, yeah. and and people don't realize it, it's right at your back door you know
1: <laughs> So what's your favorite uh, hiking horror movie? <laughs> I've <laughs> oh, seen so is. many horror movies start out like this. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> are I you into know. horror movies
2: I I actually recently have gotten into oh, okay. horror films I, I used to be a lover of like real traditional oh, horror I like Dracula oh, okay. Nosferatu Hammer Horror yeah wow. and then recently I've started getting into the new age horror that sort of really spiked recently mm, yeah, yeah um
1: like from The Conjuring, kind of that. Yeah, uh,
2: Conjuring, Saw. That got me back in. All that kind well, of actually. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I saw two recently that just really knocked my socks off. One was A Quiet Place, with yeah. John Krasinski. And I think um, it was such a, a breath of fresh air to make sound the terror. Yeah. yeah. Even though there is a creature in the film without giving anything away, um, it was such a great design to do that. Yeah, It excites I agree. me as a filmmaker. And then the other one was... Um, uh, it Comes at Night with Joel Edgerton. Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't that seen that yet. really yeah. good. Ending was a little weak, but um, yeah, great, great design on that one as well. I,
0: so. I tend not to watch uh, horror if I can anymore. Yeah. I used to, and for whatever reason, I've, I think having kids. Just sort of yeah. turned me off yeah. <laughs> watching Death and things like that. Uh, but I did like A Quiet Place. Loved it, in fact. Mm. Um, but in terms of hiking, I, I saw a Jungle. With oh, Daniel yeah. Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. True story. What yeah. was that like? Oh, brilliant. Was, was that shot it was? here in Australia? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think was it was. Yeah. Queensland. Yeah. Probably. Queensland, probably. Yeah, okay. Everything's shot in Queensland these yeah, days, right? Yeah, yeah. Tax <laughs> breaks are amazing, <laughs> I'm sure. Did. Which is good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Um, you said when you when you were traveling around Montana, we?
2: Oh, so me and my partner. Oh, right, uh, cool. So, yeah, so we um, went hiking and it was... Uh, we were going over for a friend's wedding and we thought, well, why don't we make it a bit of a holiday? And before... We got there, uh, or go to the wedding. We thought, okay, let's go somewhere that we hadn't been before. And, yeah, yeah. And um, we went through a couple of trails where by the time we got out of it, there was a sign posted, say closed for bear danger like, <laughs> 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 That, was, like that was after the fact that was after the fact
0: <laughs> that's why I was making jokes about clothes <laughs> for bear deaths you know? yeah. it was,
2: it's kind of true and the it's trail uh... we did uh three weeks prior to us getting there a guy had been mauled and it was went viral he had a posted a video of him coming back from the trail and his like bone Re- was Revenant hanging out style. of his arm and stuff yeah, and, like, probably, I I saw that. <laughs> and so we had bear spray because that, apparently that's more effective than a gun um,
0: but is it more effective than laying down and crying uh, probably no. <laughs> 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 or screaming like a little girl <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what would Leo
2: do I, I actually have come across a bear in the wild before oh, really? a mother and two cubs in fact um, and it was both beautiful and terrifying at the same yeah. time um, and luckily nothing happened and we sort of horseshoed around her on the trail Yeah, yeah. Um, to sort of skip past her but yeah
0: amazing no no, beautiful um have you been anywhere else in the states
2: yeah I've been all over I, I started in uh California and then um Cali yeah, I have a love hate relationship with California. So
1: <laughs> like, yeah. LA's oh, with the California. pits. Yeah.
2: Sorry to any studio that wants to sign me. <laughs>
0: um,
2: but uh, the surroundings. you work out of New York. So yeah, that's it. it yeah. I was going to
0: say the new thing is living overseas anyway and yeah, then yeah, just flying yeah. yeah. in. I'll so. go to Vancouver, it's fine. There's plenty of
2: films. <laughs> Queensland finance. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, then you go like an hour north and you got San Francisco, mm. Napa Valley, and then uh, Tahoe, all that area is amazing you know? mm. uh, so I really have that sort of love-hate relationship with California but I went over there uh, once again for a wedding every every one of my friends seems to get married in <laughs> Disney World I don't know yeah. are, they Amer- <laughs> are they American friends no they're all Australian as well interesting so with a, an arm and a leg to go over for yeah, a wedding no, stop it. <laughs> um, and then I sort of just explored from there because I never really wanted to go to the United States I've always wanted to do Patagonia and the Andes and the Argentina mm-hmm. Yeah. And then
0: uh Well some good walking tracks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that
2: was a big love of my my dad once again. He have all these photos and stories of when he travelled through South America. And then um but yeah, these opportunities came up to go to America, like Central America and uh, North America and I I really loved it.
1: Are you are you married? No Okay. No. So if and when you get married Maybe mm. you can pay it back And get married in Europe or something So all your friends have <laughs> to Spend thousands of dollars yeah. To come over and see you guys get married
2: <laughs> Some are really obscure places yeah, It's yeah, really yeah. hard to yeah. get to <laughs> yeah.
0: Well my brother-in-law got married in Colombia yeah, wow. Uh, which once you sort of look at all the flights, you know, it's some, I think it's between two or three flights, I can't remember exactly, but, you know, the cost is just insane, insane to be able to, to get to, there, to get there and, yeah. and it's 40 odd hours with all the, you know, the different changes yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, I think to, well, that's what Columbia. we
2: did. We did 36 hours to get to Kalispell, which is Montana's international airport, which is literally <laughs> like the, the size of a small street. <laughs> And, and when I said it to the travel agent that that's where we need to go, he was like, where's that? <laughs> Kalispell.
0: But, you know, the, the, what I love about America is uh, that it's different from, like, one state to another. And, mm. it, and, it's, and it's an imaginary line, but it's different. Uh, you know, my last trip was into Chicago. Oh, um, you speak
2: my language. I which, love Chicago. Yeah, it
0: was fantastic. Well, We were about three hours just out of it. Like, we were in Chicago for the main city, but then we went three hours out, and that's where I spent most of my time. And that place that I was at um, was only, Charlestown it was about, I don't know, again, three hours from sort of Kentucky, north of yeah, Kentucky. okay. But we were in just what you would call suburban style. It wasn't really country, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Three hours south and all the bars are, are, are all country bars. Yeah, right. That's all they know. is. They listen to hip-hop, but there's no hip-hop. It's country. I went yeah. to
2: Chicago for the jazz and blues scene oh, yeah. and my love of movies. Like, I had to go stand on the corner where... <laughs> Um, Heath Ledger once stood as the Joker, and, yeah, yeah, Ouch. and it was funny. Like it's a really dingy part of Chicago because there's this sort of <laughs> this line where you just do not cross. If you go to South Chicago, South, you yeah. pretty much sign yeah. your death certificate. And
1: of course, the Joker crossed that, right? yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And so there was this corner of the street, um, and I was standing there with my backpack on, which had my camera gear in it. And these two little old ladies were walking past and I was like, Okay, well, they're little old ladies, so I've got a good chance here. So I said, I handed them my four thousand dollar camera. And I said, Can you take a photo of me standing on this corner? And they were like, Oh yeah, sure, no worries and they took my See photo. You, yeah, yeah. Well that's what I was like. And then they were like, I turned my back so that I was standing in the exact pose at the opening scene, the dark night. Nice. And uh, and I'm standing there with the backpack in my hand. And...
1: Is this where the bank robbery was? Yeah, yeah. where
2: he's very first standing, where he gets picked up by the, the pickup truck kind yep. of thing.
0: Yep.
2: And, um, and then after they took the photo, they said, oh why such a weird photo? Like, you weren't even looking at the camera and, and it's, it's looking at a parking lot. And I was like, actually, this is where Heath Ledger stood at the opening of The Dark Knight. And they were like, oh, can you take our photo? No. And <laughs> <In> the <laughs> they just realised, you know, yeah. just sunk in. That's, so. I mean,
0: that's one of the great things, again, about America is you can go to so many places yeah. and mm. you know, movies have happened all over it. Yeah. yeah, I've always wanted to go onto the mountain uh, where Heath Ledger was as well. Back in a tent <laughs> <laughs> Do you Road want back. to come, Jay? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <No, no. laughs> We're <was> talking
2: about <laughs> inus. <laughs> inus. Maybe you can do a podcast up there in the mountains yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Bit too cold for me <laughs> uh, yeah. I love the calm uh,
0: But, but you yeah, know, it's one of those things where uh, people If I if I ask them if they've been to America A lot of people will say no They don't want to go there, they don't like the place mm. um, Or they've been to one area that, like LA Didn't like it, it was dirty, yeah. noisy, whatever I'm like, you've got to go back. You've got to go. you go got to the East go to Coast. these
2: little weird and and not only that, just the weird and wonderful locations. Yeah. Like I did a trip um, where I went through Monument Valley and all that kind of stuff through Arizona, and I stayed in a small town called Page. And by the end of the night, I was up on stage playing piano for a bar.
1: Yes. The, it was That's just. Great. It was
2: amazing. Like the yeah. people in like like inland America, where they don't get a lot of Australian tourists like LA and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You almost worship like a god. They're like, "You're Australian." You
0: know? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one bus driver in LA said, "I spoke English really well for Australian."
2: For Australian, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> but you go to the theme parks and they go, "Are, are you Brazilian? Are you, you yeah, know, right. are you English?
0: No, no, Australian." <laughs> so, oh well, then. I... Um, off topic again. I
2: love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> All, you know, always like... off topic. That's
0: okay. And that's
1: okay. That's okay.
0: <laughs> a, a lot of uh, our interest in movies, I guess, is, is born out of that place. Yeah. yeah so there's always going to be an interest, uh, you know, in 100%. the country itself. So yeah. now, I can call you uh, writer, director, editor. Uh, what? What? Um, I guess what my you call two
2: yourself? forefront. Uh, Fortes was writing and scoring so I composed my music yep. and then um, I always had a passion for writing especially when I was a young kid I would used to buy exercise books which is that can tell you how old I am now exercise <laughs> yeah. books uh, you know 300 page books and I'd fill them the up for young with ones stories. out there that's
1: a, that's a- a uh, book with pages and lines
2: on it. <laughs> Not an iPad. <laughs> and um, and I'd fill them with stories. Um, and then from that and my love of, of watching movies was where I wanted to get into directing. I finally sort of found that passion. So, yeah, I'd say directing, writing and, and composing. And so composing. You,
1: you said earlier, yeah, you are playing piano in the yeah. middle of America. Um, what's... So obviously you can play the piano quite well. You can compose. What, are, oh, what other right. instruments?
2: Yeah, <laughs> Um yeah. Just piano. I tried guitar, right, okay. and it didn't work out so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a really I've small been learning for years, man, attention span. I can yeah. only learn something for so long, <laughs> and 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 I I learn from uh, ear. So I can't read sheet music yeah. for the okay. life of me. Uh, so I listen and I re- replay back in my own inspiration. So. And I guess the two influences in my life would be John Williams and Hans Zimmer in the music.
1: Um, Did you catch Hans Zimmer when he was out? I did, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Unbelievable. Uh,
2: Probably him more so this day and age than John.
1: Yes, I agree with that. Just
2: because he's really pushing the envelope and he's always exploring different things. And I mean, um, going back to The Dark Knight, like... That film originally got nominated for an Oscar four score yeah. Yeah. and then it got disqualified because it was the first time a score had been done by two composers. So it was Hans Zimmer and um, Harry Gregson Williams, I think, or no, or James Newton Howard, one of the two. I think it's James Newton Howard. Yeah. Right. um
1: and what it was disqualified it for was that? disqualified that's because unusual? two
2: composers and then there was this huge uproar about it and then it was like oh okay no we're, we're going to backtrack that rule now but it's too late that nominations was are years closed ago, yeah, yeah that's weird.
1: <laughs> so um,
2: so you, anyway.
0: you've you, you've seen into the wild because we've, we've been through all oh, that I love right that movie. Yeah. now where do you stand on eddie Vedder not getting a um an academy award for his soundtrack He did the whole soundtrack yeah, yeah,
2: he did do the whole soundtrack Look, I have uh, Being somebody who composes music I have big respect for anybody Who takes that whole responsibility on board Because it's two things I mean, one, obviously writing music is one thing But then putting a film's emotion into music Is very difficult Yeah, um, And I I guess anybody that can do that Should definitely be recognised for that work uh, A good example of that is John Williams's score for uh, the scene in um, in Empire where um, Han gets frozen in carbonite, yeah. and um, there's no there's no other uh, one of the greatest dialogue. scenes
1: of all time, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's
2: no <laughs> other dialogue other than "I love you." Which film were we I about? I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, and so that was uh, so George turned to or Ivan Reitman turned to, um, but Ivan Reitman or Ivan Kirshner, Sorry
1: the director yeah uh um, was I the... think it was Kirshner. yeah, yeah sorry yeah.
2: Uh, my apologies um turned to John and said um I need you to convey the whole love story of these two people in one piece of music because mm-hmm. there's no other dialogue other than I know yeah and he did that like oh, if man. you watch that scene I'm back you up. can you can yeah. you <laughs> can you can feel that emotion oh, yeah. of him That's going down at the carbonite scene. and Leia amazing. losing I yeah. love, so, yeah. yeah. Anyway.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I wanted to look at um, some of your early work uh, in terms of your writing. Mm. And you were telling me, Jay, about mm. um, a film before, uh, Here. Is that right? Um, cool?
1: Here he was our first assistant director. Yeah, uh, first assistant director. Red Queen. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Red, Red Queen was my first
2: mm-hmm. um, film, yeah, I guess, that I wrote. Yeah, cool. uh, That sort of finally made it to audiences. Um, that was a very eye-opening experience, I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, basically, um, a friend of mine from high school, Sheridan Fisher, uh, who I love dearly. We, she's um, in
0: uh, Boar this she's year, She's in is Boar that right? with John Jarrett, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Uh,
2: so, <laughs> we, had, we had been big fans of the Batman universe for so long. Um, and specifically, um, obviously, Batman and the Joker, but we really want to touch upon Harley, who has such a huge pop culture love and has never really been on screen before. And this is way Which before is Suicide. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I suicide's was going to say, squad. this is before Suicide's yeah. wave as before well. Suicide's yeah, good. So there's yeah. no particular
0: like seeing that and influence Reference on the character. And, yeah. yeah. It's her own character.
2: And uh, so we wrote, we wrote a, a feature and then we didn't really like it. And we thought there was so much more to this character. Why don't we turn it into a series? So we diced up the feature into uh, eight parts short film. And, um, and then I, I remember it so clearly to this day. I got this phone call from her and she was in tears and hyperventilating on the phone. And I thought I thought the worst. I thought something had really seriously happened to her. Yeah. And she's like, they have our script. They have our script. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And um, she had gone over to the US to have an interview with NBC to do a host of a show. And on set, while she was waiting, um, she got talking to one of the producers from NBC Universal. And they said, oh, is there anything else you've been working on? And she said, actually, yes. And uh, she forwarded him our script. No solicitor, no copyright yeah. on it, because we were just a bunch of kids at the time. Mm. And uh, within two weeks, he'd forwarded it to Warner Brothers and they had gotten our script and were getting in, like, wanted us to actually turn it into a web series. Yeah. Uh, and it. this was right after <clears throat> the success of a, a guy who did uh, Mortal Kombat Legacy as a web series. Yes. Which turned out hugely su- successful. Yeah. Uh, so we filmed a pilot um and within 5 days it hit 125,000 views on YouTube <laughs> which was insane and every we even started getting fan art people sent us canvas paintings and stuff like that <laughs> really um and all of a sudden Harley was born and um and then the legal stuff started happening so we got a cease and desist letter and they told us to tear it down from Uh, YouTube and that. This is uh, uh, Warner Brothers. Brothers, Yeah, yeah. and we couldn't understand because we were like, you guys asked us to do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: And then, um, so anyway, so we took it down and lost all the views and everything like that. And um, yeah, a whole bunch of things happened that I can't talk about. But after that, um, within a few months... Suicide Squad was announced. Well, yeah. I was, I was going to yeah, say... It was and it was kind of like, That's okay, so <laughs> Warner Brothers realised how popular the character was yeah. all of a sudden and went, we should do something with this.
0: The, the other way I would think about it uh, is that they probably knew in the background that they were looking at doing something with this character yeah. at some point and they Hadn't wanted to really have someone else test it
1: for them, Yeah,
0: realize that it's popular and then it well, makes... Well, the
1: DCEU had already started, right? So, sure. But it, but it yeah. makes
0: the media, when Warner want to cease and desist anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. You
0: know what I mean? So therefore they're in the papers with the Red Queen and yeah, yeah. so Yeah. It and it went viral. All. Like
2: it went everywhere and we, yeah, were, yeah. we were getting uh, interviews and it just turned up on radio interviews and things like that. Uh, as I said, we got fan art. It was incredible. And um, the, the work that we did with a studio in Sydney called Mechanical Minds at the time, uh, we had unprecedented access to stuff, like we were shooting on reds and things like that. Yeah, it, looks, it looks great. Um, and it still stands up to this day. I mean, it's not – what we shot is not what we had wrote written entirely. Uh, things were changed in the production process, but – um, the essence of what we wanted to do with Harley, which was basically bring her... We wanted to do the whole Christopher Nolan treatment, you know, bring yeah, yeah. her to reality and, and, and gritty it yeah. up a bit. And the the other thing that was really unique about the film is it was told completely from her perspective of inner consciousness. Yeah. So the the character Nolan, which is the professor that's working on her, is her portrayal of the Joker in her mind. Yeah, that's our Bo Baker. <laughs> played by Bo Baker, a very yeah. good friend of mine, yeah. um, and he does a great Mark Hamill Joker voice. Check it out. Yeah. Um, and then um, Cassia Stellmark, who did some work with on The Great Gatsby, uh, she played uh, Harlene Quinzel. So,
0: yeah.
2: Harley's persona of herself and um it yeah it just took it just went wild fans want more and and just recently we started getting emails again people screaming for episode 2 but we can't do anything without you can... funding and and have so to you, call it a fan film you yeah. were on
1: set in yeah, the yeah, making
2: of it the whole time so i was writer and first ad on that um but yeah it was it was a good experience i learned a lot from that so
0: Maybe you can try and get Margot Robbie on board. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. It, you know, she can It started <laughs> the hashtag the when, it
2: first, when uh, Suicide first came out. It was uh, hashtag not my Harley. And our picture of Harley Quinn was up competing wow. against Margot. Yeah. But with all respect, I mean, I think what they did with Suicide Squad was still quite good. Um, and I do like uh, Margot's portrayal. And I think oh, that's a great a thing about... Oh, yeah. 100%. All yeah. those DC characters is that there is so many iterations of yeah. them. I mean, we've had, you know, seven Batmans now, eight. Yeah. Um, you know, the Joker a couple times. Yeah. There's so many other better characters. Let's, let's explore. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I know that um I may be bringing this up a little bit later as well. Mm. So, uh, we'll go into a little bit more depth on that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> those characters. Um But that's good. So that, that, well, in the end, really, that went well for you. Yeah. That film. Yeah, really
2: received really well. So I got an opportunity then to move to America and and take up a writing gig, which I did. I quit my job, uh, sold everything I owned and moved to Burbank. Wow. So what year was this? 2012. 12, okay. Yeah. Um, And then um, I didn't get paid for five weeks and uh, got the run around a few times by a few producers over there and ended up broke and had to move home.
0: <laughs> right. okay. So uh, so you know what uh,
2: I
1: know like you got to take those risks. You've you got, got to, to take those Exactly. And now you can laugh them. about it which is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah and absolutely. as you said it's uh, <laughs> only 6 years on you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, exactly You right. you've learned
0: the business side of yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. Straight, off, be, the bat, so straight you know off the bat so you know it. It's
2: it's completely ruthless and to uh, anybody sitting out there uh, wanting to get into the film industry, listening to this podcast or whatever, any in, in, in any creative aspect. Uh, my only advice to them is just keep going. Yeah. Regardless of anything that happens, and that's great advice. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Uh, Follow your dreams. Keep, keep pushing. Yeah. Keep pushing. Yeah.
2: Nobody's ever going to give it to you. So you got to no, go out exactly. and get it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Well, uh, the good thing I, I guess is that um, you know it didn't dampen your spirit because you then went on to uh, work on another film uh, called Hero. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is, I guess, where I first came across uh, your name. I, I did see Red Queen originally, mm-hmm. um, but I just sort of saw it as a picture rather than saying, oh, this is Karen, this it. is Bo, and what Yeah, stuff.
2: and obviously because Red Queen's sort of based on stuff that's already been established. But yeah. The, um, So, yeah, when I moved back to Australia, um, I met up with a now very close friend of mine, Justin Banks, uh, who's also writer, director, editor, and now actor.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and, and he's
0: involved in Sons of Obi Wan. Yeah, he does right? a bit of work for them, yeah.
2: um, but mostly his passion is film. Yeah, right. Especially acting. Um, and uh, at the time, he was working on a film called Lancelot Rises, uh, which was exploring the origins of Lancelot before he made it to England. Um, great story, really, really, really amazing production. And we got halfway through producing that and then um, we run out of money. Uh, The props themselves that we were using all broke. (laughs) They they were going that hard at fighting that they broke swords. Um, And anyway, but that wasn't the main stoppage. The main stoppage was that uh, the Sons of Obi-Wan, which you just mentioned, who does a lot of charity work and things like that for kids with autism and special needs and... They teach theater combat with lightsabers. Which, yeah,
1: how cool is that? Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Uh, so the founder of that, Luke Boyton. Um wanted to uh, give his hero, Greg Grunberg, a lightsaber because they make their own lightsabers. So
0: yes. Actual lightsabers?
2: Actual lights. Well, they don't cut people, but uh, <laughs> they... Well, he doesn't have my money now. <laughs> they, uh, they're, they're combat ready. So basically, uh, you could go yeah, to town smash and yeah. they don't break. Do so they
1: light up? Yeah, they light they up. They light up think. and you can hit people with that, Yeah, huh? it's fantastic. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> So You can buy them retail, right? I you think can. They, yeah, yeah off them his Supernova website,
2: onecom yeah.
0: I think that would look quite nice in the library somewhere yeah. uh, here. Maybe we can <laughs> uh, hook you guys up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know a guy. I know a guy. But yeah, so he gave he presented him with a lightsaber at Supernova, which is a comic and um, ex, uh, pop culture expo Yeah, it's like another Comic-Con type of yeah. thing. Uh, so he presented him with a lightsaber to thank him for all his work that he'd been doing and things like that. And Greg had mentioned um, his personal charity, which is TalkAboutIt.org, which um, his son suffers from epilepsy, and this particular charity deals with that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff.
0: And they have loads and loads of celebrity, A-list celebrities talking about it. Yeah, JJ Abrams. They come across on Facebook every so often. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, And then... um, so, in in sort of a thank you to Luke for handing him the lightsaber and, and things like that, he goes, oh, look, I love the work that you do here in Australia with the Sons of Obi-Wan and helping kids in need. Um, he goes, can you put something together, like a five or ten minute doco about what you guys do? Um, and then you and and Justin and, and Chad, who's our fight choreographer, can you put a bit of a fight together? Yeah. You know? and uh and we were, being Aussies we we're like challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Sure no, Why not? So uh,
2: I got the late night phone call from Justin and he said uh, hey mate, uh, Greg Grunberg from Star Wars episode 7 who who plays Needs uh, your
1: help. Oh okay. Yeah, one of the one of
2: the X-Wing pilots uh needs our help. Can we put a a doco together? And he goes, "Let's put a film together." And we're yeah. like, "Yeah, hell yeah, absolutely." Uh, So (laughs) call
1: on everyone you know we need fans. (laughs) call everybody (laughs) Uh,
2: so Justin and I sat down Um, he had a a rough script that he'd already put together for Lucasfilm used to have um, fan film competitions and things like that so we got that film Uh, we added some layers to it in terms of obviously talkaboutit.org and one of the biggest things that we wanted to purport across in this film was that anybody can be a hero whether you're feel like that you have this inability or if you've got yeah. if you're disabled or anything like that or even just inner demons like mental health and so um, we wrote the script together um, and basically got to work straight away with a few friends and before we know it um, everybody was on board everybody really wanted to do this film and then uh, funny thing happened was that the next supernova Expo um, Justin was singing because he's a good singer. And somebody had heard him sing and, and came round to him and said, "Oh, mate, like your singing is amazing. Like my dad really loves it. You should come around and meet him." <laughs> and uh, so he, he walked. He goes, oh yeah, okay, no worries, sure, man. And and so he walks <laughs> around the corner, and there, sitting in the chair, is John Jarrett. And uh, and Justin <laughs> like, Taylor oh, for those playing. Yeah, home. yeah. <laughs> John Jarrett from Wolf Creek. Wow, this is pretty cool. And and John was like, "Oh yeah, that was really good." And you know, my brother's a singer too, and uh, and. Basically, we hit it off really well with John. Um, and then his son, Charlie, was his uh, also manager at the time. And uh, we'd mentioned to him that we were doing this film for charity. And he goes, we're in. Whatever you need, we're there. Oh, awesome. I was like, That's wow, amazing. So John donated his time. Charlie donated his time. And my friend Sheridan, who's a model, also donated her time. And the next minute we had our cast. Beautiful. And, um yeah, I've the had a
1: John actually. Had a lunch and a couple of beers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which years ago, he was uh, off just after Wolf Creek. He was obviously selling his next film, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we like to call dropping names. Name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, been dropping names all episodes. That's like, right. Like, but that's yeah. why he's here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. oh, look,
2: Johnny's such a funny guy, too. Mm. Like on set, it just couldn't stop laughing, and we ruined so many takes. Um, <laughs> it was ridiculous. But. Just before we went to film, um, we realised then the gravity of the film and how much it had grown since we thought, oh, you know, we'll just shoot it with a couple of DSLRs. So we reached out to a producer in Sydney, Kieran Jordan, and um, that guy is like a locomotive. He just goes 10 to 1 and and is willing to help anybody with a passion in film and he's a brilliant guy. And um, he got us um, the red Weapon Helium Which is an 8K camera Can I ask quickly Because
0: Like you were saying before um, You know If anyone's listening Trying to get in the film How do you How did you find out About this
2: guy I don't remember exactly I think uh, Justin, being the bit of the gym junkie he is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mentioned it to somebody at the gym, and he goes, "Oh, I know a guy. He's a producer." <laughs> and oh, that, right. Okay, so and yeah, it yeah. was kind of like that again. It yeah. was just yeah, cool. just know a guy kind of thing. Um, Sorry, it can Sorry be that can yeah, be yeah.
1: powerful, right? It can be. It can be very uh, yeah, yeah, you had the red,
2: and so we went down. We we met him. Uh, we told him what we wanted to do, and he was like. Absolutely, guys. And then we said, look, we're shooting in nine days. And he was like, oh,
1: okay, I'll, I'll see what I can do.
2: But yeah, he came through, you know, gear and everything.
1: Had you filmed with a Red before?
2: Never filmed with a Red before, apart from Harley, but I didn't direct that. Yes. So, yeah. But and this was the same camera that he used to film The Hobbit. that's that's what i was gonna ask yeah so 8k and stupid frame rate and amazing piece of hardware
0: is it like um like the same camera in terms of just the same model or is it the exact same camera that peter jackson possibly touched yeah Uh, no no, same model uh, (laughs) unfortunately uh, (laughs) actually
2: it was brand new straight out of the box Um, wow! (laughs) yeah and and these guys that brought it in um I don't think they expected it to be in the middle of a horse paddock on the Central Coast in the three (laughs) (laughs) days that it rained the hardest in about 10 years. I
1: remember.
2: But um, yeah, that was amazing. He brought a whole new level to the production. And um, so we got out there, we started filming. As I said, it rained the whole time. Um, We had mud up to our ankles. (laughs) Um, Obviously, we had John. But the funny story about this film, Well, there's so many stories, but (laughs) the the one thing that, um, in hindsight was that we were going to film during the day. We planned this as a, as a five day shoot and we thought that's heaps of time. We'll get a really awesome fight. Um, so we went out and found this location in Yarramalong Valley, which is a beautiful part of the central coast. Um, and then, uh, what had happened was is three days before filming, we thought we'll go back out there one more time, just make sure we're all ready to go. And, uh, a little thing called the equinox had turned and the, we had sun from about 2.30 in the afternoon right through to 8pm at night uh. following this ridge line. So it gave nice. us golden hour for like five hours, which was ridiculous <laughs> in filmmaking. Uh, so golden hour for anybody playing at home is basically that really beautiful golden light that you get in the afternoon. Great for filmmakers. So... Uh, the equinox had changed and the sun had disappeared behind the hill. So we had no light at all. And we're like,
1: oh no, oh, no. <laughs> shit, what do we do? Yeah. And um, So everyone got their uh, cell phones out on yeah, the light, so yeah.
2: we... <laughs> And <laughs> so Justin and I just looked at each other and we were just like, oh, John's going to be here in two days, what do we do? Um, and he goes, we'll shoot it at night. And I was like... <laughs> okay how, how do we do that we've got no lighting
1: yeah. so you look at the screen like okay <laughs> day, <laughs> lighting, Robbie yeah, day, night night <laughs> generators and then uh <laughs> yeah.
2: and so we were, he goes oh we'll just drive all the cars out in the field and put their headlights on and i was like okay <laughs> that'll work
1: yeah.
2: um yeah. and so i was like call john so we called john and then we were like how do you feel about doing a night shoot and he was like yeah no worries and i was like
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's so great having someone that's just yeah. so willing sure. for change yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. so it, you're a fair way away from like the, the main house right so you couldn't get yeah run power so no or, power
2: yeah the generator blew up on the second night uh, at about yep. 2 a.m so we went down to the next house we could find at 2 a.m the morning knocked on the door and said hey we're making a movie can we borrow your generator wow. luckily enough the guy there was like no worries. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's Australia for you, people. Yeah, like everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. just gets in, digs in, and, and <laughs> finds a way. But uh, yeah, I think we had every hurdle under the sun come at us for that film, and it turned out amazing in the end. Which
0: yeah, no, brilliant. Yeah, I uh, I watched it when it. When you first sort of, I guess, had it around, yeah. uh, Jason was like, you got to watch this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I brought two copies for you guys.
0: So. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Great. I'm so glad that you did that. One, uh, you need to sign it for me. Yeah. Uh, but two Segway. No, but two, um, uh, I was reading that it was released at Supernova, the DVD.
2: Uh, yeah, DVD was, yep.
0: And because it's a 10, 10 minute film. Yeah, right? it's only like 8
2: minutes, 10 minutes. Or so, yeah. But is
0: it true there's like 90 minutes? 90 minutes of special features.
2: Yeah. Or special features? <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 what? Being, being a filmmaker. Nine
1: times the length of the film. <laughs> yeah, I think I watch
2: special features more than I watch actual films sometimes. I love watching the behind the scenes and how they do yeah. it and how they make it. And uh, obviously, the other part to the story was reaching out to the charity mm. and talkaboutit.org. So it was screened on CBS in America. Yep. Uh, with the lights. That was of, the
1: first screening. That was the very yeah, first yeah, screening yeah.
2: in front of a couple million people. We raised twenty two and a half thousand US dollars.
1: Oh, how that? Which
2: was amazing. Um, and then, um, yeah, then it went to numerous festivals around the world. Cannes, which was amazing. Uh, not the big, big Cannes, but yeah. a subsidiary of that. Um, and, and won a few awards, so we are really happy with the way it went. But I guess it was just one of those things, once again, like anybody can be a hero was the underlying message of the film. Yeah. And the one thing we really wanted to do with Hero was, if Star Wars was to ever come to Earth, the first thing that an American production would do, in no offence America, but <laughs> it would be set in New York City, there would be huge explosions and all CGI characters or whatever kind of thing. Yeah. So we're like, let's do something completely off-topic.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <we> did <laughs>
2: and uh and we're like okay if if that story was instead of a long time ago long long time ago it was now it'd come to earth uh one why don't we have it so the jedi have been completely outlawed hmm. and the sith rule the galaxy so now the jedi are more the underdog rather than the sith coming back um and it was and that sort of that was that message of finding the light, so one of the characters in the film sort of turns to the light side of the force. Uh, the other thing was that um, us as Australians, the first thing we do is take the piss on something. So if we ever saw two yeah. guys fighting with lightsabers crash-landed on Earth, we'd be like, whatever, come <laughs> on. <laughs> and that's exactly where John and Charlie yes. segue in. So yeah. they're two larrikin cops that sort of come across <laughs> this crash-landing and, uh, and sort of the story's told. Had they worked
1: together before?
2: Um, I think Charlie may have been a background ec- actor in one of John's right. films, okay. um, but he actually, I'm surprised he hasn't followed acting. He was really good, but he's, uh, found the love of his life at the moment and he's getting engaged and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. So Nice. <laughs> well done.
1: Congratulations. In, in Hawaii, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um...
2: <laughs> Yeah, so. It's all right, you'll was... be
0: married for 10 years. You'll be doing Wolf Creek, Wolf Creek <laughs> 3. <laughs> Wolf Creek 15, this train, yeah. but this <laughs> right. I'm just um, kidding, marriage is great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love you, baby. Nice. <laughs> uh, 21 years over here, come yeah. on. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, so that was the, that story. It was just how could we do things completely different? We wanted to turn it on its head and do something that hadn't been done before. So, put it on Earth and, and tell it from a point of view of two cops. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Hero.
0: That's good. And because uh, Sheridan was in it as well.
2: Yeah, Sherry. So Sherry was the hero in the end. Because uh, yep. she was sort of the everyday civilian. She wasn't a police officer, yes. those who were assigned to protect us. And she wasn't a Jedi. So we really yeah. wanted her to be the one that won at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, and, and you went to high school? Yeah, we went to art class together, and we'd always sit next to each other and draw all weird and wonderful things that was <laughs> comic book related. So <laughs> we've had that. Po- She's the one of the biggest Predator fans in oh, the nice. world.
1: She looking forward to the Predator.
2: Uh, I I can only hope.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I've heard
1: I've heard good things so far. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah although it seems like. to be the in thing at the moment is to report on films that have to be reshot because apparently it was uh, its whole third act has been reshot because they weren't happy with the the third act but that happens with films all the time it happens you know?
1: all the time yeah Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you, want that. You, you want them to get it
2: right the first yeah, time yeah absolutely know?
1: so so
0: I guess you've made so you made all these uh, these films and they've they've all been received really well yeah. Uh, which, yeah. Is which is good. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm doing yeah. something right, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but When did you know that you wanted to like go in this path in filmmaking?
2: Okay, great question. Yeah. Um, so this is something that um, one of my earliest recollections of film. Uh, I remember one night my dad came into my room and he goes, all right, we're going out. Uh, to visit a friend of mine And I was like Oh great Here we go And I was really young I, I can't remember how old I was But in my head I was like Okay it's another night Of sitting in the lounge room While they sit around And have wine and talk
1: Like, like you're thinking Sub 10 or Yeah I think or so 10-8. Yeah
2: sub 10 sub I think 10. yeah um, And then um, He goes We're going to go visit Leo And I was like Oh alright Fair enough and uh, so,
0: we, <laughs> oh, no, anyway. it's, it's getting there, the story.
2: <laughs> and so, we get in the car and we drive down to the village roadshow cinemas in Gosford at the time when they were still there. And uh, he, uh, he and my mum had taken me to see uh, the Lion King, yeah. Leo the Lion, anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad joke. But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm a Leo. You forgave, <laughs> you, you forgave him after The Lion King yeah, it was yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it.
2: So and I remember sitting there watching yeah. The Lion King, and even though it's animated, oh, it's um, amazing. it blew me away that they could convey that much emotion in a film. Yes. Yes. In an animated film. And and it stood the test of time. And right then and there I was like, I want to tell stories. Wow. Um, <clears> and then I saw um David Lean's Lawrence of Arabia because oh, right. dad would just expose me to films that he loved and I was a young kid and so I've got a really eclectic taste in films. Yeah.
1: yeah. I've done the same with Samantha. I've forced her to watch yeah. all my other stuff. You know, yeah. <laughs> she's what, you know, she's film wiser as as a result, you know. Yeah.
2: And that <laughs> cinematography sold it for me. It was like, yeah. Yep, I want to direct films now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And um, just quickly adding, just um, yeah, yeah, the yeah. other thing was is then I think I saw and forgive me out there everybody, but <laughs> I was working at the cinema at times, so it was cheap to see films. I saw the Phantom Menace twenty one times.
1: Wow, there's Even a lot of forgiveness. Now, <laughs> I know it's <laughs> that's a lot that's of forgiveness. Hard, to that's ask. hard work. But yeah. that for me
2: was my first Star Wars film. Right, yeah, um, okay. Because, well, like, I'd seen the obviously wow. the original trilogy on VHS yeah. with the the grainy lines across the screen on a really old telly. <laughs> Um, But seeing that in the cinema with the score and the lightsaber jewels and the the first time digital had really come through in film, Um, and and it wasn't so much the film itself because obviously there's the whole argument and everyone's like, oh, Phantom Menace. (laughs) Uh, It was more the audience's reaction watching yeah. people watch the film which sounds really creepy actually now that I think about it, <laughs> especially, uh, <laughs> when, especially when you're facing them yeah, yeah. rather <laughs> than <laughs> but as soon as the lights dim yeah. and the Lucasfilm logo comes on I don't think there's a, a film in history where a whole audience literally erupts in applause yeah, yeah. At, at the, the beginning. beginning of yeah. a film
1: yeah no, I get it
2: yeah <laughs> and that the little hairs on the back of my yes. neck stand up and I'm like wow yeah, I want to tell stories like this yeah. H-
1: hang on a second yeah stop you here. Uh, so Jar Jar Beats is in Phantom for about 13 minutes of screen time. So you've seen 348 minutes oh of no. Jar Jar <laughs> if, you've, if you've watched it 21 times, that's over 300 minutes of Jar Jar.
2: I, I will... At I, the cinema. I will quickly add that I did make it my mission in life to beat that and I went and saw The Dark Knight 27 times. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> and he totally redeems
2: himself.
0: Oh. And I thought I was doing well for Titanic three times. <laughs>
1: 27 times.
0: Times, Yeah. I don't think I sat through it all. Yeah,
1: sure.
2: But I would go in and just watch bits and just take notes and stuff like that. So.
1: Oh, it's a a masterclass.
2: And yeah.
1: And Nolan never
2: went to film school. No, he's all self taught. He's like a Tarantino, just love film. You know,
1: so. And that's the thing. There's no
0: one way to getting into movies, film, whatever no, it is. No, I don't uh, think there is either. You know, um, well, it's just a lot of hard work, I think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. But, and that's the thing. You listen. Being, being tonight broke tonight. for
2: the whole yeah. beginning of your life until you make it.
0: And, and uh, you know, I know you guys listen to obviously a lot of other maybe podcasts or you know you watch YouTube and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and you always hear, I mean, luck plays a big part.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah especially you know. today.
0: There's
2: so yeah. much There's talent Social and yeah. yeah. Um, there's so many people out there that deserve a shot absolutely Um, make it your mission in life to see a couple of short films a year Yep. And you'll be really, your eyes will be wide open to stories and yeah. you know, what people want to tell.
0: Well, I head down to Flickrfest because uh, one of my friends usually has a film in it each year, so I'll go down and support him and yep. uh, and, and, and watch that. And yeah, I, this year I saw some wonderful short films. Yeah, cool. And it, it had been maybe six years. Um, actually, yours are probably the only two that I've seen in that six years. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, just because <laughs> I... Because really <laughs> <laughs> where I was, I just didn't have a chance to, you know, I could have yeah. been online, but I was... Just busy, busy, busy. Um, got back and straight into Flickrfest again. And uh, yeah, there have been some some great ones.
1: Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, we're all old school Tropfest fans, you know. Yeah. They used those to attend festivals the events just,
2: and um, enter the event. And... <laughs> it's awesome that people do that. Yeah. It's, it's the only real chance that people who don't have a lot of exposure can get their stuff out there and be seen. So yeah. a lot of respect for those people.
0: <laughs> so did you ever ever in your life think you'll do anything else other than filmmaking?
2: I did for a very small window of time want to join the military. Okay. And then I thought, no, nah, I could never kill anybody. And that was that that was the end of that window. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, enough, it yeah. always yeah. been in my family, which brings me to my latest film. Bit
1: of a roadblock.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless you
1: were like a private doors in Hacksaw Ridge or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean Spielberg's um Saving Private Ryan is probably one of my all time favourite films. Yeah. Uh, especially that opening 20 minutes. like, whoa.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) You know what? um... My partner falls asleep through it. She doesn't like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I I don't know whether that's
2: the saddest thing. Uh... (laughs) She likes the sound of violence.
0: (laughs) I I, I actually don't know how how old you are, right? But uh, when Saving Private Ryan came out, I mean, really, that was... Around the time when um, home cinema surround sound was really affordable, yeah, it was coming out. Yeah. Like, yeah. but it was just on that cusp of being affordable. Yep. So I didn't have it. So you would go to somebody's house yeah, just f- to watch that first twenty minutes because the surround s- sound. yeah, all of those you know th- th- sounds whizzing oh, past and mm, stuff. Yeah, that was amazing. Besides yeah. the visuals, you cl- close your eyes and just listen to it. Yeah,
2: so, and an interesting, a quick little interesting bit of trivia for that. So uh, Spielberg had four cameramen on that opening beach scene and his direction to them was film whatever you see. Yeah. That was it. Okay. So he filmed it like a doco. Yeah.
0: yeah which, no, that's why it yeah. worked so well
2: because so well. you
1: felt like you were there.
0: Yeah. yeah you're, you're Rather than directing, you're covering. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that, that's a great way to go sometimes. Yeah. Mm.
2: But, uh, yeah, so going back to the military, um, so my uncle served and a few other family members have served. Um, my sister's partner currently serves. So... I guess it's always been a little bit of part of my family, but um, that's what brings me to my latest film, which is uh, Their Promise, and it yes. deals with uh, post-traumatic stress. So uh, recently I uh, lost my grand, uh, my uncle to to post-traumatic stress, well, to depression, and probably I'd say also stemmed from P.S.T.D. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it was one of those things where... Um, now that i have sort of starting to grow to that point where I'm getting a little bit more of an audience to my films, I want to take this opportunity to start telling uh, more. I guess it's our responsibility as filmmakers to somewhere have some sort of a message in our films.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Um, and so I really wanted to bring the, the topic of post-traumatic stress, depression, anxiety mm. to the forefront with yep. this. Um, so mm-hmm. a bit personal here, but I suffered depression for quite a long time. Um, I guess a lot of creatives do because it's such a really tormenting kind of world out there. <laughs> yeah. you know, you've know, got a lot of people who love your work or a lot of people who hate your work and rip you down. Um, and as a creative mind, you constantly got these ideas flowing through your head and if you can't get them yeah, out, it's really frustrating. Yes. Yeah. So their promise um, deals with that. It deals with post-traumatic stress and, and how everyday people... That you see walking down the street could be dealing with that issue.
1: So yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I found I found the film uh, wonderful, but it was very uh, emotional. I was quite touched by it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Thank definitely. you. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: It's pretty. Uh, it's a bit of a different direction for me because a lot of my films are sort of very adventurous and sci-fi, obviously with yeah. hero and stuff like that. And I just wanted to bring it down a notch and go a bit personal. So
0: and. Uh, besides the story as well, because mm. I had a, a chance to see it, which was great. Um, aesthetically, it like it looks fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, man. and and that's what I love. Um... I guess about your films as well is that they all they all look very good.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah. And
0: you know w- when you're doing uh, a lot of short films, I think mean, that's hard to do sometimes because you don't have resources and things like that. Yeah. And people can't piece together. But you have you seem to have a knack for bringing together mm, uh, a project. Wow. Definitely. Thank you. that's what so yeah. I like. And you know, sh- did you shoot that I'll,
1: on your DLSR? As yeah. As far, yeah. The
2: yeah, film well. cost us three parking tickets. <laughs> thanks, Central Coast Council. It's so about
1: a thousand dollars. It's for a good cause. Yeah. yeah, come on, I guys. Know. So i uh, watch it. <laughs> wow. Uh,
2: but yeah, it was all shot on DSLR, um, not even in 4K yet. So basically um, we just got together. I'd already written the script and the idea, and the script is so short because it's like three words in the whole film. But um, it was more challenge of bringing, once again, uh, sound, music, and picture, yeah. those three elements to tell together, the story. yeah. So, um, yeah, once again, I, en- I enlisted the help of my very good friend, Bo Baker, who's an upcoming actor. and Are um,
1: you responsible for the haircut?
2: Maybe, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, Sorry, Bo. <laughs> he's
2: got a little bit of the, the old vanity thing going on there. He loves his looks. Um, but, look, I, I said to him, I said, um, this is what I'm looking for and this is what I want you to convey. Uh, and I, the thing that I love about Bo is that whenever I give him a character... He asks a million questions about it. He comes up with a million storylines about the character before it even giving him the script. He's like, oh, I think this would be cool if we did this and did this. How good's that? Which is fantastic, yeah. and that's what I love to work with. he got
1: to narrow all that Justin into does exactly
2: but... the same thing when he acts. He comes up with all these different things. Um, and so I said to him, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want you to convey. And uh, the rest was just printed. It was so, so how, easy.
1: How did you... I don't want to give too much away here. Mm. But how did, you, how did you come up with the transition between... I'll just say two words. Mm. Uh, the I guess the heart monitor and the traffic
2: oh, um, yeah. signal. Yeah. I
1: don't want to say too much. It's a really effective yeah, transition.
2: So um, I guess it was one of those things where... Um, I wanted the I wanted sound to tell that part yeah. of the story, and I think that's one thing that's really intrigued me recently, and which is why I said at the beginning of this podcast that I really loved a quiet place was sound is such an important aspect in film,
1: yeah. and, um, and Dunkirk, which we've talked many times about on the po- podcast, yeah, how effective that sound is. Sound is just yeah.
2: incredibly empowering. Yeah. Um, so. When it got to that pinnacle moment in the film where he um, is about to do the task, I'll wait for people to watch it. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I, basically, I, I thought, how am I going to bring it back around that this guy could be literally just walking past me on the street, and I mm. don't know that he's dealing with these demons, and I thought. What better way to convey that than actually do that?
1: And it's a sliding doors moment, right?
2: It's a sliding yeah, you could doors go this moment. Way or that way. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so this the heart rate monitor has a very similar sound to us crossing the road, which yeah. is an everyday sound that we don't even think about it, but in our subconscious, it's yeah. there. And so, when you hear the heart rate monitor blend into the sound of the sound of a, a pedestrian crossing, it sort of really hits home that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The one minute he could be ending everything, and the next minute he's just living an ordinary life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really good. It's
2: yeah. very effective.
1: And
0: so, do, wh- wh- I mean, where uh, can anyone say this eventually? Uh, so yeah, so what uh, happens now? Yeah.
2: literally this morning I just got an email that it's been officially selected for a film festival overseas, which is fantastic. Really? Um
0: yeah.
2: And also about a, a couple of days prior to that we got um, – Confirmed entry for this year's actor awards. Excellent. Nice. Congratulations on that. basically the
1: Aussie
0: equivalent to an yeah. Oscar. Yeah.
1: Old school AFI. Yeah.
0: Australian Academy Cinema Television Arts. That's it. Yes. Yeah. What? So um, that one, that's sort of one of
2: my, my favorite boxes to tick is if I can get something in Australia that I'm, I'm really happy. Yeah. Um, because I yeah. really think we have so much talent here and we just need to really get it out there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so once it sort of does its festival rounds, it'll go online and people can watch it there. I've got a website, so type in taipanfilmsau.com, so eventually it'll go up there and you'll be able to watch it.
0: That reminds me of a, a Hero. That got um, accepted in for official selection for Cannes. Yeah. For the short yeah. f- Short short, the short right? film
2: version yeah. of Khan, yeah. Did you get? So, did you get to go over there? Uh, unfortunately, no. Being a creative, I have thirty six cents in my bank yeah. account <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> uh, so no, no flying you, you to Khan. You can keep that water. That's fine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Amazing. And there's a mint there as well. You can uh, <laughs> no. take a few of those. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about um, Taipan Films.
2: Uh, so Taipan Films sort of came about um, where. Because it was so hard to try and find avenues to release my content, I was like, oh, well, at the end of the day, stuff it. I'm just going to make my own film company. (laughs) (laughs) In-house. Yeah. And then um, every one of my films that I've ever made, I always make it my mission to bring on as many local people as possible. Yeah. Uh, So your daughter, for Mm -hmm. example, uh, Sam, came on to do the makeup for Hero. And I remember when I first messaged her and asked her, and she was just like, oh, I don't think I could do that. I was like... (laughs) Yeah, you can. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's funny. She just got accepted into a, a mecca a mega store for makeup. Wow. So she's, amazing. She's actually following her dream, you know. And, yeah. And uh, that's her passion.
2: But I'll, she, I'll, she was like, so I'm putting makeup on John Jarrett. I'm like, yep. You <laughs>
1: know the other guy from Wolf <laughs> Creek? And she's like,
2: I think I should just be an assistant. I'm like, no, you're going to be chief makeup artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and, she, and she rises to so, the occasion. And right? she did. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Did an amazing job. Um, so that that's one of my things because... I guess that's one of the things where I didn't get that opportunity yeah. was to get onto local productions and do that. So I was like, I'm going to make sure it's my mission in life to bring on as many local talents as possible. That's great. Uh, so, yeah, so from, from Justin filming and editing for me, even though he really, really wants to act, and I keep going, can you edit this for me? He's like, <laughs> I just want to act. <laughs> um, and cinematographer for their promise. So... Yeah. Um, his film knowledge is insane. Uh, Chad, a uh, great friend of mine, uh, he's a fight choreographer. Used to be a professional knight. Yes, that exists. <laughs> <laughs> professional as in got paid for? It yeah, or just... yeah. What? And then moved to Australia uh, to form a new life in, down here, down under. Uh, but he fight, fight choreographs everything. So he did all the fight work for Hero and stuff like that. He's incredible for stunts. Uh, a very dear friend of mine, Chris Osborne, who is my usually my producer on many things. Um, that guy is just a a bee of workers. Like yeah. he's just every t- every day he'll message me and be like, "What are you up to? Where are you at on your next film? What do you need?" Like just that's the yeah. level of support. You is need amazing. those
1: people around you, and it's
0: just so valuable. Yeah, really well, you is. need that in in the, that business. You know, in TV, and your business, you've got to be on top of it. Yeah. Otherwise, you fall behind straight away.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, we were doing like 12-hour days on Hero, then go home, still work on it, get maybe two or three hours sleep and come back the next day. Yeah. Yeah. just, and you you were loving every minute of it. Yeah. Oh, you know. Every minute of it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And yeah. Justin got admitted into hospital at the end for sleep deprivation. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> But it was all worth it. But it was all worth it in the end. <laughs> I'm
1: actually at, at my happiest on a film set. That's Seriously, that's where I... Film sets
2: are amazing. Yeah, just, John complimented yeah. us on our catering. He said it was some of the best catering he's ever had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, we did something, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, man, I've got a couple of quick questions. Yeah, cool. The most important questions of the day. Mm. In no particular
1: order, top mm. five films. Oh, jeez. It's always so hard. Two. I have already found two. But it's we'll always
2: say. so hard for me to answer that. I mean, okay, uh, oh, this always changes and I always go, yeah. oh, I should have remembered that. Yeah. So always I'll, just, are, I'll just go straight minimalist. off the top of my head. So I'll go yeah. like yeah. Uh, Interstellar, um, yep. The Dark Knight, Inglorious Bastards.
1: I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking um, my language, bro. <laughs> oh, jeez. What else? Um
2: I'm going to go with The Great Escape and it's because I can literally yeah. watch that film over and over and over and over and over again and never get bored Probably of it. Got to have a classic in there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And then, oh, oh number five. <laughs> One would, spot left. Yeah, what is left? There's so many good films. Well, surely out. Yeah. the line, twenty-seven
1: times. Surely is the, the Dark Knight, probably King? Empire
2: Strikes Back. Empire, Empire there you uh, go. <laughs> good to have a Star Wars, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've seen
1: you've seen Infinity War. I have. I believe, yes. Yeah. Yes. So is uh, what did you think of
2: that? Uh, spoiler free. I liked it. Spoiler free, of course. Yeah. I liked yeah. it. Um, so obviously, I'm not a huge Marvel fanboy. Right. Um, <laughs> you're you're DC, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm DC uh, all the way.
0: That was my last. Uh,
2: Even though one. some of their films have been a bit questionable. Uh, and I'd love yes, the opportunity in Warner Brothers.
1: Many, many an argument on this podcast about that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I liked Infinity War. I have to tip my hat to the Russo Brothers. I mean, to manage that many yeah. egos under yeah. <laughs> one roof is must have been ridiculously hard. Uh, and also keep it quite personable. I love what they did with Thanos. And I think he's Marvel's best villain so far on film. I think that's their biggest weakness was their villains. Uh, a lot of them were just let's throw a CGI character in there, or they didn't have any conviction. Yeah, and a great villain on screen has to have conviction.
1: Yeah, uh, yes. yeah. The Joker. You're is talking probably... about Justice League. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steppenwolf's <laughs> good, all right. But the problem was that that was a. Quite A case of too
2: many cooks. Yeah, yeah so, it was. Yeah, and got chopped up into what it is now.
0: Well, man, we're uh, we're going to have to. I'm wrap sure we've gone out of time. Uh, I'm sorry. We could no, sit here and talk all day. <laughs> yeah, we uh, could. Uh, exactly. Yeah, We'd love to um, have
1: you on an episode one time. One yeah, night, absolutely. we've got hours Definitely to talk about. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Um, but uh, if people want to look you up, where are some of the best places to find Uh
2: you. So my Instagram's growing. So Karen Williams, director. Um, and then taipanfilmsau.com. Or any of those Facebooks, thereof. So type in We'll put them all cool. on
1: our socials as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, cool, man. And, and, and uh... I've got
2: a few projects in the wing, so I'm just about to start a boxing film. Oh, yeah. So, there you go. Keep an cool. eye out. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So, nice. Uh, <clears throat> any big investors out
1: there? <laughs> Send me an email.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
1: costing more than three parking tickets? Or? More than three parking tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like, really
2: quickly. So if I was to put a dollar figure on Hero, it probably would have cost us about a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to produce what we did, yeah. and we did it for four grand.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go, guys. So that's, you go. that's that's why I'm saying.
0: Like, you know, I've produced things in the past, uh, you know, docos and things yeah. like that as well. And I know that I was given a budget at one point, that, uh, which you know was just over thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, and I could see how quickly that was was mm. going when people knew you had money to spend. Yeah. Uh, I almost yeah. wish that we didn't have any money. Because people seem, like you say, Australians seem to band together and just sort of put in the work if they believe in the project.
2: Yeah, there's a film I'm following at the moment called Danger Close, which is produced by Martin Walsh. Um, and It's been filmed in Queensland and it's about the story of uh, the Battle of Long Tan, which is one of my favourite stories in the war, where a group of 108 Australians stood up against 2,500 Viet Cong. Yeah. Right. Uh, And uh, so that's just gone into production by director Kriv Standers from, Stenders sorry, from Stenders. Um, hmm. Red Dog and things like that. So yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that's my...
0: I'll be following that a little bit.
2: Yeah, I can't hmm. wait to see what they do with that. Travis Vermeule and stuff. So. Oh, yeah.
1: We love Tra- Travis.
0: Travis. Travis uh In fact, I was speaking to John yesterday, uh, John V. Soto, who's a director. you know, um, so I was speaking to him yesterday he about... Um, with Travis, yeah. Yeah, he worked with Travis. But you remember yeah, the yeah. first time that I saw Travis? Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we spoke about it once before. First time we saw him in this, and I was just like, "Man, this guy is everything."
2: Yeah, he's, to me. he's up and coming, definitely. Like, I mean, obviously Vikings is massive and all that, but man, <laughs> give that guy some gritty drama, and he's gonna smash it. So, yeah. Yeah. can't wait to see it. He,
0: he, he's he's twelve monkeys, Brad Brad Pitt esque for me. Yeah. In uh, in the way that I he just flexes and move and yeah. No. Nice. Anyway, okay, let's not so, go too far more <laughs> off topic. Man, thanks for coming yeah, in. Uh, it's been awesome to speak to you. Thank you guys.